And now, more sports and torts with David Spada and Elliot Herring. Part two of today's Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com is an interview that David and I conducted with Pro Football Hall of Famer Yeo Larry, who once upon a time starred for the Detroit Lions. How did you end up going to Texas A&M to college? Well, first of all, they scattered me at uh, high school, and I had several offers from uh, schools, uh, Naval Academy and Notre Dame and University of Texas, A&M, several of them. I chose Texas a and I would have thought growing up in Fort Worth that uh, TCU would have come after you. or Well, they did, too. I forgot about TCU. You know, you, you had Sammy Baugh, who oh, I yeah. imagine you, you you remember what from when you were a kid. And then uh, in Dallas, you had SMU with Doak Walker. I would yeah, think either one of those either one of those schools would have loved to add you. Uh, you of course, did and uh, SMU. I don't remember if they did or not. I don't think they did. But uh, I played I played uh, in Detroit with Doug Walker. He's one of my favorites and one of very good friends. And uh, I knew Sammy Ball, of course, but I played against him too one year before he retired. And. Uh, I was told that Sammy Ball was one of the best players in NFL history because unlike Jim Brown, who just played an offense, Sammy Ball could do it all, play offense, defense. Well, I, I played against Jim Brown, of course, several years, and he, uh, he made a classic statement about me. We played him in championship games and beat him every time. And uh, he said, well, I never, never didn't know if he was going to block me or tackle me, and I and uh, he said, he gave him a nice compliment. He was very friendly, and he's, we've remained friends for a long time. What was your time at Texas A&M like? Because they had some t- tough times there when you were there. Well, it was just, this is just a military school, so to speak. It was an all-boys school, all-male school where I went there. And uh, there a lot of returnees from the World War Two. Come in, I went. I went down there in 1948, and uh, graduated. And uh, I'm glad I did. I went in. Uh, I got my commission down there, and went during the Korean War. I served for, for two years. It took two years out of my professional career, but I came back alive. And uh, that's the most important thing, I guess. When you got drafted by the Detroit Lions, did you think that you could make a career out of playing in the NFL, or was it just you thought play there a couple of years and then basically start working? No, at the time I didn't. Uh, professional football wasn't wasn't all that popular down here. They got to see the Thanksgiving game against Green Bay in Detroit, but. It, uh, I just, uh, I thought it was a challenge, man. I was honored that they, that they drafted me as high as they did. I was their first draft show us to keep. And, uh, right. Detroit didn't have a first round or a second round. And, uh, was there a lot of expectation placed upon you as, you know, being the first player taken by the Lions? 
I have no idea. I'm sure it was because uh, that's quite an honor to be their first pick. And I uh, was uh, very flattered with that, with the choice that they made. And uh, they made it for a pretty good reason, I guess, because they had a, had a fabulous career up there. I mean, your defense, you had multiple Hall of Famers on there. There was you, Joe Schmidt, you know what, Night Train Lane, and Alex Karras, who should be in the Hall of Fame. I have no idea. He's a fine football player, he was. But, uh, it's not my, not my, <laughs> not my vote to get him in there, so I don't, uh, no comment on it. And you had a great quarterback in, uh, Bobby Lane. Best. He's, he's, his famous saying was, he never lost a game, he just ran out of time. And I, I believe that he, he was, uh, by all means, greatest. Your coach was Buddy Parker. What, what was he like? Mm, he's very, very uh, to himself. And when he said something to you, well, you better pay attention because he he didn't... He didn't speak too much to individuals. He's very, very uh, worried about the team and the individuals and everything. But he was a fabulous coach, and obviously, was he won won a lot of games and championships. What made Bobby Lane so good? His competitiveness, his competitor, like in he. he Pitched baseball at the University of Texas. Never lost a game, and uh, I don't think he—I don't think he lost any football games. Even not very many. If he did, he's just a great competitor. Great no. talent. Naturally, he had talent. <laughs> how, how did you get started punting? No, a long time ago, during the, during the war, World War Two, we were went to a military. Game I was in junior high school, I guess, and uh, the army playing another another branch in the high school football stadium, and somehow the football they kicked an extra point. They went over the fence, and I got I got the ball, and we started thunning it in the street when I was I don't know I was about twelve years old, something like that, twelve or thirteen. And it just uh, just came natural. That's when I started, and it just it just came natural. With you and Jack Christensen and Jim David in the backfield, I don't think there was many uh, backfields as good as your guys on defense. What made you guys so good? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> well, we played together quite a while. We kind of knew what. Instinctively, we kind of knew what one was going to cover and if they could or not. And I don't know, just uh, worked together and, and uh, played together. Now, at the time, Detroit was on top of the football world, you know, the winning championship after championship. What was that like when you win the NFL championship uh, right off the bat in your pro career? Well, it was wonderful. It was a real thrill that uh, no other teams have, you know, 
all the teams, but you're the best team up there, and that's playing quite a bit. It's quite an honor, especially when you didn't have had all those teams and had 33 ball players on the team, and, and uh, you beat every other team, and it's quite a thrill. So we won the world championship three times. And, and, uh, 52, 53, 57. In the 52 game, you beat the Browns with uh, Paul Brown as your coach and Otto Graham. How hard was it to play defense against Otto? They're just about as hard as it is on oh, any, any top quarterback. He was he's a good quarterback. Excellent. And his record proves it. So. In 57, you're in training camp. And Buddy Parker quits as the coach. George Wilson takes over. What, what was the players' reaction? Well, it's hard to believe, but we couldn't believe it whenever we went to the Meet the Line Banquet downtown Detroit. And, uh, and Buddy got up and said that he quit. So that was a, a, a real shocker to us. And, what can you do? What was George, it? George Wilson was a good coach. Who was your favorite coach that you played for? The what? Who was your favorite coach to play for? All of them were my favorite. I was a lot of loving them all, and they're all fair to me and gave me a chance to do what I did. I had to. Buddy Parker and George Wilson, that's only two I had. Now, in 1957, you're playing San Francisco for the Western Conference Championship. Y.A. Tittle throws three touchdown passes in the first half. You guys are trailing 24-7 to at halftime. That's yeah, right. But you rallied to win 31-27. What, yeah. what changed first half to the second half? I guess the, the cream rose, I guess, and goes to the top. I don't know. The judge, Toby uh, Road had a fabulous day, and Tom Tracy had a fabulous day. And uh, it's part of the game. How would you describe Joe Schmidt as a football player? Uh, naturally, he's a great ball player and just a, a tremendous leader and just a just, just a, could get everybody together and raise the spirit and and uh, that's just a good leader inspiration yeah. what, what was Dope Walker like as a teammate? Who? Dope Walker oh just a wonderful, wonderful man. Always my idol. He could do everything. Run, pass, kick, field goals, extra points. Always kind of wanted to be like him. And uh, I could do a few things like him, but not many. What was your favorite moment in the NFL? I don't know, just... I guess winning the world championships, I guess that's the 
that's the that's what you're up there for. That's what we're up. And that's the one to make my family proud of you, my lovely wife, and my my two children, boy and girl. And uh, yes, of course, I'm pleased with the my performance, and was very thrilled to get what honors I did get. Now, 1964 was your last season. You had six interceptions. Your punting average was 46.3 yards per kick. Could you have played longer, do you think? Well, I was offered several opportunities just to fly over there on the weekends and punt, but I, I declined that. What I find amazing. I, 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 there's no question. There's no question. I could have played a lot more. I could have played defensive back. I thought for maybe a couple more years. But uh, I could have punted for no telling how long. What I find amazing is you played safety, punter, and you returned uh, kicks and punts. That's yeah. unheard of for a punter or a, a kicker. I'm sure it is. How fast were you? Hell, I, 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 was, I was pretty fast. I don't know. I never found I was, I was uh, uh, in high school. I was staying flat, and uh, I don't know. They never time me in in professional. So I was fast enough to turn a few kickoffs up here. But for I had some good moves and fast enough. Who Doug, Walker, Doug Walker wasn't real fast either, but he had he had the ability to find that little gap. I did two on several of them. Were those stories about Bobby Lane drinking true, or were they magnified? I don't have any question about they were magnified, but. I don't have any comments on that. He was a real good friend of mine, and, and a lot of a lot of writers have to to write about these, these popular individuals, and they they pick him because he was very uh, outspoken and he didn't hide his activities any. So, and he was a great ball player. He's very, uh, obviously, he was no notice wherever he went. When the Lions traded for Dick Knight Crane Lane, how much did that help the defensive secondary? Well, it filled in the place that uh, Jim David, when Jim David retired, we needed somebody over there, and, and he was available, and he was a, a great defensive back. It's hard out there. Hard out there. And you get uh, all by yourself and, uh, and you're in the cornerback and they spread in out there. A receiver out there. one 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 He was a good one. When you went in the Hall of Fame, did you expect it? And what were your feelings? 
Hmm. I didn't expect it. I didn't, didn't plan on it. I just uh, I was very honored, of course. I certainly feel like I deserve it when you look back. But I never did have any idea that I, I would. I didn't go up, didn't go up there to do that. I went up there just to, to make make some money. I'd just married and uh, you just need to have a job. I could have had a job when I graduated from from A&M, but I didn't didn't want to take your stay in the army. And uh, I could have been a coach in high school or maybe college, I don't know. But uh no, I was thrilled to death to make the team. Who, who was the toughest quarterback that you had to go up against? Hmm. I guess probably Johnny United is one of one of the toughest ones. And Brockman was really tough. Wasn't any of them easy. Who was your favorite player growing up? <laughs> oh God. I guess the uh, said you were the best punter he ever saw. What did you... Paul Hornick said you were the best punter he ever saw. Oh, well, that's flattering. I appreciate it very much. We didn't have the domes like we have now and all that stuff. We had to play with ice, sleet, snow, and rain, and, and uh, the elements were, weren't favorable like most of them are now. And I feel like I I did the best I could do at the, at the moment. I'm proud of what I did. You did pretty well. I, you know, what were, what was playing on Thanksgiving like in Detroit? Well, it's a big city. I didn't 
nationally born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas, and it was it's not a not a real small city, but it's pretty good size. But Detroit was just a kind of overwhelming. Did you ever think there would be? Let's see, fifty what six years since Detroit won a title? Did you ever think it would take go that many years between titles? Hmm. I didn't, I didn't think about it. I went out there to win, play the best I could, let the chips fall where they may. I was, just, I was trying to make the, the football team because back in those days, you didn't have didn't make much money, and I, I just got married and uh, needed to needed to make the team. Okay, that wraps up another edition of Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com. David and I would like to thank our guests, Pro Football Hall of Famers Jim Taylor and Yale Larry. Tune in again next time for Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com.